You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Just after 5 o'clock, Kimba on the reach with you on a Tuesday afternoon. A little wet and windy out there at the moment. We are live from Studio Lumo SA, all thanks to Hyundai. You can tech drive a Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. Today, they are ripping cars. So's our next guest. We've read a lot about her. We've heard a lot about her. We've had people requesting that we get her on the show, Rooch, and it's finally happening. Port Adelaide AFLW star Ebony O'Day. Hello, Ebs. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm very well. Thank you. How are you? We've been looking forward to this. You've got a fan club out there. We've had requests for us to get you on. <laughs> well, that's nice to hear, but... <laughs> No pressure. Hey, we'll get to Friday night's game eventually, but uh, we want to no, have a chat to you. Let's delay that as much as we can. Yeah, exactly. Um, we want to have a chat to you. You've had the fair journey already at such a young age, GWS Collingwood, Port Adelaide, but you're a Barossa girl. Take us back to the start and tell us about your family and your love of footy. Yeah, no, I went the long way around. You got those three clubs right, and I did start here with Adelaide Uni at local and Norwood in the Sandful before I went to Giants. Um but, yeah, I started playing when I was about 17 after I moved oh. up from Barossa and was part-time in the, the city, playing with the local there. But, yeah, home is Sprankton near Barossa Valley. i got mum and dad, a twin sister and an older brother. So 17 is an interesting starting point. Mm. Most of the time we're talking to players who were there as kids at Auskick and then stopped at 12 and then found the game again because of AFLW. Why 17, Ebony? Oh, I just saw it that they had it at Adelaide Uni. It wasn't a thing in Barossa. There was no okay. women's football at the time. There is now in the league. But I saw it on the sports list and thought, oh, I'll give that a crack. And it was great fun. So I stuck with it. Now, what were you studying at uni? Um, I was in year 12 at the time. I was just doing a little bit of uh, chemistry up there. So I was driving up a couple of days a week anyway. So I thought Chem- I'll try chemistry. and pack on some, some extras. What was the attraction yeah, to like chemistry? <laughs> I just loved it the whole way through school. And yeah, no, just... Good, good fun. <laughs> All right. So then you, you're playing locally here. Did you end up at Norwood? Yeah, I did. So that was the first ever year of the, the Sandfall. They did a bit of a draft type thing out of the local clubs and, yeah, stuck at Norwood for a few seasons. And how did GWS get involved? Um, I had actually trialled for them the year before I got picked there and didn't didn't hear back. They didn't want me the first time around, but I had a, a coach from local football over here who ended up as an assistant coach over there and we'd had a few Adelaide Uni girls um, get contracts there. And I'd been there and trialled and eventually they had some interest, so I got picked up with the, the very last pick of the draft. I think that was 2019. <laughs> so then you go to Collingwood and there's a familiar face as coaches and they're the same coach you had at Norwood. How did that go? That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, um, that was the the shoe in the door. Um, I did get delisted from GWS after yeah. that first season, um, but Steve had had me at Nord for a few years, and I'd popped back and played a couple of games after the the first season. I was on an AFLW list, and when he got that gig, that was a, a bit of a shoe in. He gave me a, a buzz, and we had a, had a chat, sent over my footage, and it was actually still a surprise on draft day. I didn't know they were taking me, but yeah, got in. Now, did they rate you at Collingwood, or did they give you a hard time there? 
a bit of both. I mean, I was on and off. I was a emergency or a bench rider a bit on game days, but did get certainly the the start off to my AFLW career, and it was a fantastic experience yeah, overall. With okay. a lot of great people, but perhaps not the on-field opportunities yeah, okay. at all times. Now I hope this is a compliment, but everyone refers to you as quirky. And you yeah. refer to yourself as a weird unit, <laughs> A weird you? unit, yes, I've read that as well. Explain the, the methodology between the numbers you select at your football clubs. You're wearing two now, you're wearing 50 at Collingwood. Yeah, I think I was number 314 at Adelaide Uni as well. So I've had a <laughs> bit of a, a wild ride with the numbers, but 50 at Collingwood, I, I t- took the highest number to try and get an end locker and number two at Port Adelaide is the lowest you can have because number one captain. is obviously the captain. So highest or lowest to try and get an end locker, which has backfired spectacularly with Port Adelaide putting the, the captain in the middle of the room with number one. So I'm right in the thick of it there. But <laughs> Yeah, but the logic at getting at the end of the lockers is so that you won't be interrupted yeah. when you're playing on your Rubik's Cube. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, more or less. It's a little bit quieter towards the end. You get your own space, but <laughs> yeah. Do you think you can give us a quick lesson on the Rubik's Cube for all of us who have tried and never got there? <laughs> you can you can YouTube it. I promise it's not as hard to learn as you might, might think it is, but you've got to do it in layers. So people love to get one face when they're yeah. trying to do it for the first time, but they all have to go in the right spot. So you've got to do the whole first layer, so the bottom row of every side and the, the face as well. Now, let's get back to this quirkiness and weirdness. Um, we spoke to Ange Foley last week, and we let her know that she's got a world record as the first player in the AFLW to be reported for staging. <laughs> Not that she's that proud of it, but you have a world record as well. Yeah, I do. Got a yeah, bit of a weird one with the, the unicycling. And what did, you, what did you actually have to do to get a world record on uni- unicycling? Uh, so it's called platform long jump. It's the longest jump between two platforms, so stack of pallets you just sort of ride up as fast as you can jump as far as you can i got about 2.5 meters and try and land on the other side i love mm. it where do you want to end up in life <laughs> i don't know i do love my, my science still so I, I do work part-time at a hospital as well and i'd love to maybe one day do medicine or something similar down the track after footy now Ebony, you got completely cleaned up in the secret trial game at the start of the year, and then we were all surprised to see you play in round one. How did you do it? Oh, it was um, a, a punctured lung from a marking oh. tonk contest. I just got kneed in the back. I feel like it sounds a lot worse than it is. It's really not that bad. Oh. Uh, but obviously kept kept playing for a little while, and every time I got tackled, I could take less of a breath in. So it was yeah. a bit of a heads up that something was up. But, yeah, got back within a few weeks, so happy days. All right. We're nearly at the now, and we'll get into last Friday. But uh, your first thoughts when going to Port Adelaide? I heard you were very impressed by the female representation in management. Mm. Yeah, that was certainly a big inviting factor and also the, the coming home and being part of a brand-new inaugural team and building something from the very start was a few of the inviting uh, things on the, the agenda there, but the players that they'd already signed and were looking to sign uh, very early on also just had me very interested. Everything looked very positive, and it was a pretty easy decision in the end. So you've been in three programs now. How is Port Adelaide stacking up compared to GWS and Collingwood? Yeah, it's outstanding. I'm probably a bit biased just getting the, the opportunities that I am getting here makes everything feel even better, but I just couldn't. I don't have a bad word to say. It's just been so outstanding. The players, the coaches, the facilities, everything's mm. just been incredible. So, Ebony, tell us about Friday night. First, the event. Mm. Second, the result. I dare say they are wide apart, your emotions on both. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, the event was incredible and the atmosphere was outstanding. It was so loud. You could hardly hear a thing. Obviously, I've played for a few seasons now, but that's the biggest and loudest crowd I've been in front of by a long shot, especially for a couple of girls that we had making their debut. That would have been insane. But yeah, the result is very disappointing for us, naturally. Um, and we're not focusing on the result. We're not taking our focus on the, the learnings. And there were some positives to come out of the game, but a lot to learn from such an experienced team in the Adelaide Pros. And yeah. So, so what, it, what, what would you pinpoint the difference being? Is it, is it the experience, as you mentioned? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it and just the, the connection that they have as a team, having mm. been together for seven seasons versus a team that we've played six games together now. So, yeah, a big difference there and we know we'll continue to build. So have you dealt with that game now before you prepare to take on the Hawks? We have. Like I said, there's a, a lot of learnings and we've done our reviews on that game, but it's on to the next now and well and truly into preparation for this Saturday night. Yeah, yep. the Hawks are up and about. They won two, two in a row. row. Ebony, we read where mm. you're a defender who wants to be a midfielder. When mm. you go into the starting rotations and you find Ebony Marinoff next year, how do you find that as a challenge? Yeah, a little bit, a uh, bit of a challenge, that one for sure. She's a very fit player and gets a lot of the footy and is, yeah, very hard to get in front of. So I wasn't um, too thrilled with how I pulled off that role. And obviously I moved back into the, the back line for the second half of the game there, which was more comfortable, a lot more what I've done this season, but... Yeah, tagging in the midfield is still something that uh, I'm interested in. It's something I've done in the past, but I know I can play a role down back now as well, which is great. Ebs, take us out there. Was there any lip or chatter between the two sides? Uh, Well, it was so loud you could hardly hear. So (laughs) I don't think I had anything directed at me, but I wouldn't have been able to hear any sledges thrown more than five metres away, I don't think. So how do you want to finish this year? It's, It's clearly you've got some goals in mind. What's to be done for the rest of the season? We want to get more wins on the board. We want to be a competitive side and just continue to, to build and get more consistency, especially with our young players, just getting more games under their belt. And we've shown throughout all of our games good patches and some good moments. So if we can get that done more often and give four good quarters more often, um, we'll be very happy with the, a good end to the season and a couple more wins, we hope. Well, Ebony, it's an absolute delight to finally get you on the show. Hopefully it won't be the last time. We look forward to Saturday night. I think it's 6.40 Adelaide time at Skybus Stadium when you take on the Hawks and hopefully bring their two-game winning streak to an end. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Good on you, Ebony. Uh, what an absolute uh, ripper. That's a fair journey. Um, I always feel weird. We don't think twice about it when we ask a male how old he is, but Ebony, 20. Three, Three, isn't she? 23, yeah, 24. Yeah, she's got a long career in front of her. The yeah. way she plays as a manic defender, she'll be there for a while. And uh, already been to three clubs. Great story. And mm. didn't start the game till the age of 17. It's which, remarkable, isn't Which it? has happened to a lot yep. of the girls' reach. And that's why the one's coming through exactly. now. That's why in the next five years, this will go gangbusters, the AFLW, yeah, in terms of the quality. So you look at a, an Ebony Marinoff, who is an Oz kicker, who never stopped playing. Mm. Hence why she's such an accomplished player. Once we get that next generation through that follows the same path, all the critics of AFLW will just be put back in their boxes shortly. Well, hopefully. Mm. Uh, This is The Run Home. It's brought to you by Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.